Summit Chicago are on sale now at freedomsummitchicago.com. That's freedomsummitchicago.com. Good morning, Dan and Amy. So uh, next week, jury selection begins in the Jason Van Dyke trial, the former Chicago police officer who shot and killed Laquan McDonald. And remember uh, that the judge has withheld his decision on the motion to change the venue out of Cook County until after jury selection. Hmm. So that's still a open question. Uh, and we talked to the FOP president, Kevin Graham, at the top of the 7 o'clock hour about uh, this interview Jason Van Dyke gave to the Chicago Tribune published today. First time he's talked about the shooting since it occurred four years ago. Yeah, and what he said that, you know, he talked about that night he came home, the magnitude of what happened, quote, I remember coming home and just sitting down in the shower until the water went cold, and even then I couldn't get out. And he went on to say that he prays every day for McDonald's family. Uh, and he's a devout Catholic, and he says, I offer up a rosary every day. Uh, he also said he considers himself uh, to have been a good cop. The 12 years he was on the Chicago police force never discharged his weapon, except in the incident with Laquan McDonald, where, of course, he uh, infamously shot him 16 times when his uh, fellow officers on the scene did not open fire. And uh, that is going to be, I, I assume, part of the case in chief presented by the prosecution uh, for the jury. And by the way, just even talking about the jury, mm -hmm. the decision by Van Dyke and his legal team to go with a jury trial as opposed to a bench trial. Yeah, that was precarious. But I think the judge, they realized that they might be better off with a jury rather than one man deciding. It's interesting because uh, that's clearly what they decided. Right. And it says something about the confidence in um, Cook County Circuit Court judge, the ability of a Cook County Circuit Court judge, perhaps just this one or maybe in general, to um, not succumb to political pressure, mm -hmm. to uh, make a ruling based on the, the facts and the law as opposed to going along with where Obviously, the majority opinion is in Cook County on the matter of Van Dyke's guilt. This is something that they've surveyed. Right. They've surveyed it. What they found out is that 85% of those surveyed said they've already made a decision about guilt or innocence in this case. And this was uh, part of the petition presented for change of venue, which, as I said, the judge will make a determination on after jury selection next week. For uh, more on this topic, somebody else who... Uh, lived through a police-involved shooting. Uh, pleased to be joined again by our friend Brian Warner, who is the president of the Police Survivors Network, former Chicago police officer. Brian, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Morning, Dan. Morning, Amy. How are you guys? Good. Uh, you wanted to comment on the uh, Jason Van Dyke case. I did. Um, first of all, it, it, we can't you know, have any falsehoods that, that, that this isn't a calculated move by the defense. I mean, right. the, the narrative they're trying to get out there is certainly an important one. The city's had over four years to get their narrative out there. The, the, the city at this point needs Jason to be convicted because of the, the, the everybody's concern of the riot. And they're doing everything they can to, to not back the officer who did nothing wrong. Had they done the right thing right away and presented the facts of the case instead of burying it, and the reason they buried it, we all know, is because it was election year. Uh, the uh, uh, media Alvarez at the time and, and Rahm Emanuel, we're both in the midst of a, of a heavy election. 
well, well, had to bury it. Well, well, so, well, well, well right? explain your perspective as a former Chicago police officer on the uh, what you just said, which is he did nothing wrong because people uh, see the video. Of course, they see Laquan McDonald shot 16 times and they say that's excessive force at minimum. Maybe he should have never even fired. Certainly he didn't need to shoot him 16 times, and thus he is guilty of something. Maybe it's not premeditated murder. Maybe it's manslaughter, but he's guilty of something. You say Van Dyke did nothing well, wrong. Explain. Well, he had every right to fire. I mean, in, in the training, the law says anybody can shoot the person. The person's armed with a knife and has refused many numerous lawful orders by Jason and other officers to drop the knife. So he's an armed offender who, with a knife. Jason has every legal right to fire. His training teaches him to continue to fire until the threat is eliminated. After he fires the first several shots, it, when you're in the midst of a, of, a, of a shooting like that, you get tunnel vision, your, your adrenaline goes up highest that, it, that, that your body can produce, and, and you do get caught up in the moment. But he continues to fire. I assume, I don't know this for a fact, but he's firing and assuming he's missing because the, the Laquan is high on, on PCP, and he's not reacting to the shots that are hitting him. So that the first four or five shots, you may think he's missing because you're caught up in the moment. So he continues to fire. As far as firing when he's still on the ground, uh, you're trained to continue to fire in the academy. They teach you fire until the threat is eliminated. And that, 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 shooting, took, and that shooting took 15 seconds, FY, right? Just, right. Just so we right. Know. I mean, this all happened in a matter of 15 seconds. Now, so Jason goes to do a tactical reload. His partner says, hold on, you're caught up in this. Let's reassess. As Jason, he, so he tells Jason to stop, and he goes over and he kicks the knife out. Once the knife is kicked out of his hand, that is when the threat is totally eliminated. It's, it's, that knife, I mean, you can throw a knife at somebody from, from laying on the ground. So that, that's going to be part of the defense as well. He is taught. You want to, you want to talk about retraining officers and when they can and shoot and then de-escalation? You can do all that. But you cannot prosecute Jason and ruin the rest of his life and take the father away from the, the children because you taught him to do these things and you trained him to do these things, and the law says he can do it. Because yep. of politics and because of emotion, we cannot ruin his life or, or ruin his life any more than it already is by sending him to prison. I want to ask you about it and remind our, our audience of what happened to you in your situation. You were in a police uh, car and you just it put somebody under right. arrest. I mean, and, and, and that's it, too. We've, we've talked about it. No officer leaves their home any, any time and says, gosh, I hope I get in a shooting today. It just does not happen. I mean, in the officers that I've spoke with, I've, there's a thing called the officer-involved shooting class at the academy that you're required to go to if you discharge your weapon, whether it be to, to kill an animal or, or you fire an offender and miss, you're still required to go to this class. And in the class, there's a, there's a few components. If the survivors group is there talking about the resources we have, there's an element of post-traumatic stress. So that, that's going to be there. Some have it severe, some have it a, a, a little bit, but you're going to have some form of post-traumatic stress after an incident like that. But then the other component uh, they talk about is the spiritual aspect of it, the, the difference between murder and killing. I carry the guilt as a Catholic, as Jason does, a devout Catholic, of having to take a life. And, and there, our, our chaplain, Father Dan Brandt, has a presentation talking about the difference between murdering and killing, and, and that put me at ease. But that what I carry with me, primarily now, is survivor's guilt. But, but, How it, I'm shot in the back uh, in close proximity without wearing a bulletproof vest, and I'm still here to talk about it. But, but to, to, so, it's, so, it's an emotion and, 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 and something that I'm sure Jason carries having to take that life, but I'm hoping that he's coming to grips with it, and I'm 100% certain 
that he's not lying and telling you he's saying these prayers when he's not. I know him personally, and I know he, he he's carrying that guilt. Brian, tell us what happened in, in your incident, your, the shooting in which you were involved, you were just describing. Uh, we arrested a panhandler, of all things, and uh, he was handcuffed behind his back in the, in, in the backseat of our uncaged squad car, and he was able to produce a, uh, a gun and fire on us inside the, the, the squad car. I mean, we had to bail out of the moving car, and uh, he continued to fire and at the busy intersection of Chicago Wells at you know, 5 in the evening in the heart of, uh, you know, height, of, height of the rush hour, and, and there was a gunfight right there in the intersection. And, and again, that's a, it's a, I, I get emotional just thinking about it. And it, it's, it's any police officer that's gone through something like this, people don't realize. You know, they're, they're, the, the poor officer that, that had to shoot the barber, you know, we've talked about that. It's a young kid just out of the academy who did his job, did everything that was expected of him, did to the, to the, his training and everything, but still people watch that video and are going to, to uh, uh, crucify him and prosecute him before anybody even has the true facts. It, it, that's another curious thing to me. Everyone can get everything they need from one grainy black and white dark video and make the decisions that they need on the Jason Van Dyke case because that's what they want to see. But yet, with the other case with the barber, they had a whole different perspective. They needed the audio. They needed this angle. They needed everything else because it wasn't what they wanted to see. Right. Now, does <laughs> so Jason... No, I, I can, I'm sorry. No, no, it's all right. Has Jason Van Dyke watched... Has he seen the video? I'm sure he has. And it's unfortunate. Because, I mean, it's part of the investigation. That I, I was forced to watch the video. And, and I recommend, to, when, when I go to the officer involved shooting class, and I tell the officers, I said, if, if you have to watch it, once or twice because of the investigation and, and, and testifying and whatnot. I said, but don't make a habit of watching it. I overwatched it, and, and, it, and it really weighed on me because I, I analyzed it. And it it's, it's still emotional. What, uh, what do you think Chicago police, in conjunction with Chicago Chicago's political authority, should be doing and saying in advance of this trial, if anything? There was, I forget what, there was another high-profile shooting, and the state's attorney's office did this wonderful presentation, did all the facts, went out there and showed, I mean, it's probably too late now because of the trial. I mean, and he's been charged, but he should have never been charged. Uh, but now they should be asking for calm. They should be starting all the, the relationships they have with the ministers and everybody out and with boots on the ground in these communities where a lot of the, the upheaval will happen. We have to get to those people and say, hey, this is what really happened. If you're, if you're angry with it, there's a process to, to, to go and, and, and change laws and change training. But there's a possibility, and if, once the facts are, are presented and, and the, the, the laws explained, that he's going to be acquitted. As awful as it looks, and the, the, the optics of it, it it's, it's factual and, and it's our legal process, and we cannot just discard that and, and destroy our city because of it. He is, Brian. I know that it's, it's a difficult thing to present, yeah. but it's going to have to start happening soon. He is Brian Warner. He's the president of the Police Survivors Network, former Chicago police officer. Brian, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your perspective. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Keep law enforcement in your prayers. Will do. Thanks, Brian. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro.